Welcome, everyone, to episode 447 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm well. Uh, today's topic, we are finally going to be talking about the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo. Uh, before we get into anything, I just want to apologize, first off, uh, for both not having an episode uh, last week and uh, not making it up this week. We just, uh, we'll just we talk about it during our weeks, but it, it was just a crazy week last week, and it kind of rolled into this week. So uh, and maybe at some point we'll make that episode up, but I'm not sure. I think at this point we're just going to, because it's Wednesday already, and we're recording our episode. We'll probably just roll right into next week uh, and and back to the usual usual schedule starting next week, hopefully. Uh, but Wednesday next week, right, Will? Probably. Mm, probably. Okay. Honestly, Wednesday seemed to be the. It's really tough right now. Yeah. I there's I don't know. there there's so much uh, up in the air. I think. Uh, Who knows? <laughs> I might not even be working. Like, exactly. We'll 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 talk about that during our weeks. So. I'm sure. So or during uh during nibble bits but um but yeah it'll be it'll be wednesday or thursday um so i will try to be better about posting on social media um but we'll, again we'll get into all that later will do you have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode oh man dan yeah so we're gonna be talking about the golden deer spoiler yep. uh cast at the very end of the episode today yep. that'll uh, be that'll be after the outro if you're stop it if you're listening uh if you're listening to this uh you know via via podcast app yeah, uh, so we're going to be doing that. We're also going to be talking about um, Ori in the Blind Forest, Ori in the Will of the Wisps, and mm. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and that's probably it. Okay, you played Will of the Wisps. Oh, I'll get to why. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll be talking about Ori in the Blind Forest too. Uh, that's one of my more in March games. I'll also be talking about Children of Morta, which I also am playing for one of my more in March games. So um that's what i'll be talking about during what we played but first well let's get into the final fantasy 7 remake demo this yes. this of course uh is not it's not fresh in everybody's minds like we had planned on having it be next you know if we had recorded last week but still pretty fresh people are still still playing this so uh let's let's hear about it yeah, so I was home last week uh, for my mom's birthday early in the week, and I was kind of just sitting there, and I saw that the Final Fantasy VII uh, remake demo came out, and uh, I think it was like a Monday at like noon, one, two, something like that, and I was like, oh my god, like, that's awesome. I was debating on whether I should play it or not, because I generally don't like to play demos for games that are going to be coming out, because I kind of hate having to replay a certain section of the game. Uh, especially when it's, I'm going to be doing that same section in a month from now. So mm-hmm. I went back and forth for like a couple minutes. I was like, you know what? I'm really intrigued by this. I've wanted to play it. It looks incredible. Let's go for it. I don't think I'm going to get sick of having to replay the first like mission again. Uh, so I downloaded it and played it. And man, let me tell you, Dan, when that opening screen opens up with the music playing, the do 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 I was like, oh man, like I made the right decision. Uh-huh. And, um, I'm going to come out and say that I loved the demo and I was actually really surprised that people were being critical on it. Okay. Um, well, let's, so, let's first start with some of the things that people were critical of. Cause I never, I didn't even like really read that much into this. Yeah. So a lot of people really didn't like Barrett's voice acting being okay. over the top, which isn't that supposed to be the point of his character at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Cause he doesn't trust cloud. 
Right. That's kind of what I was like. A lot of people were talking about how, like, they were a little disappointed with it. They didn't get to see more. And I'm like, well, you know what? It's a demo. You're only literally supposed to see the very first, like, 40 minutes of the game, which was the bombing mission where you take on the scorpion boss and you set the, you blow up, blow up the facility and escape from it with the, the crew. But I wanted to say, like, I thought it was really impressive, like, seeing this game in a 3D setting because, really, this was, like, a pipe dream for so many people. Like, this was a important part of a lot of people's childhoods was yeah. this game and to see it looking as incredible as it does because i think this game looks immaculate like the environments the setting like it just looks so good uh seeing the characters like full on like you know emoting with like cloud being his deadpan and barrett being his like defensive over the top self and like biggs and wedge being there helping out the mission and jesse being like flirty with cloud like it was like really cool to see because before like you would just read it and like from there you went with it with like however you interpreted what was going on but like it's really cool to see kind of more of the true intention is what the original game was trying to convey with the, the messaging the dialogue uh how they were saying things that they were trying to say like it's really cool to see that and a lot of people were kind of writing cloud for being kind of deadpan but again like cloud is deadpan yeah that's how the he first was. part of the game that's just how he was you know barrett was over the top didn't trust cloud at the beginning of the game so it's actually kind of surprised to see some people uh kind of riding it a little bit for that because i i was actually pretty impressed like it's a jrpg like this game is that at heart so i'm not expecting the dialogue and the script writing to be like you know a hollywood triple a movie you know like yeah. i know i know what i'm getting like this is we we know what's we know what to expect from this game. We're just seeing it in its 3D spectacle. And I thought it was, yeah. I honestly thought it was pretty well done so okay. far. Um, so like, again, you blow up the facility and escape and that's kind of where the game ends. And from there, it just kind of, you go on a, the ride for the rest of the game. And that comes out in April, uh, April 10th, I believe. So, you know, we're not far off. We're about a month, month away from it now. So, um, yeah. So like I said, a lot of people were kind of giving it a hard time for some of the, the voice acting stuff, uh, Barrett being stereotypical, like yada, yada, yada. I mean, I didn't have too much of an issue with that. I just was kind of like a giddy kid again trying to pl like play this game with the battle music playing while I'm doing the combat. And I actually really like the combat because I think the combat reminds me a little bit of Final Fantasy XV where you're more active. So like, for example, Cloud is like a quick strike character. So he's a pretty good effective fighter in like a lot of different combat scenarios. Uh, and he's got a lot of, a lot of abilities. So for example, like everybody has magic and you have like, you know, your, your MP for magic attacks and so on and so forth. But Cloud also specializes in doing staggering attacks for assault. So when he staggers an enemy, he knocks them down and kind of like uh, stuns them for a second. And when they're stunned, that increases the power of the subsequent hints that Cloud, Barrett, whoever you're with, fighting with, attacks. Uh, and there's different stances for each character, too. So Cloud also has a Punisher stance, which you activate by pressing triangle, and it lets him counter uh, foes after a block, which is really, really helpful. And it's an incredibly satisfying experience to actually pull that off, too. So uh, that's really cool. And then... Uh, Barrett, you know, uses a gun for his arm and he uses lightning magic. So, you know, he uses those, but he also has seal skin ability, uh, which when he's attacking, he can't be interrupted by foes. So, which is a really cool thing. So you just activate that, pop that, boom, and then you can cast your magic so you can't be stunned because, you know, the enemies, I could see this game actually getting pretty difficult. Obviously, like it wasn't too hard playing it, but the boss fight was a little bit, um, 
I don't want to say dragged out, but like you're fighting a boss. Like it feels like that. So yeah. I can see a lot of the combat scenarios getting really, really interesting and having to kind of be a little bit more tactical than how you're fighting the grunts at the very beginning of the game. Okay. So um, I'm actually listening to Kotaku Split Screens podcast right now and listening to them talk it because the others who just played the first the, the demo and Jason Schreier played like three, four hours of the game total. So oh, right. uh, I wanted to get to what he had to say so I could work a little bit, a little bit of that into the episode. So um, just kind of out of my own curiosity because I don't really know what to expect other than that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, uh, I kind of really enjoyed playing the demo. It brought me back to, you know, I was late to playing this game. I think I played it when I was, it was when we did the podcast. So, but you know, a, a little nostalgia bomb for me, even I can't imagine like if you and Corey were to play it, like, I think you guys would really benefit the most from playing this. Yeah. And I'm, I've got it called up on the, on the Twitch feed and it looks, I mean, it looks like you're playing the original, but with much better graphics, you know? It's like what you thought the original looks like in your head. Um, yes, exactly. Which which we talked about with with Spyro. Mm-hmm. You know, if you play the Spyro meet re- remake, you're like, okay, this is what it looked like. But then you go back and see what Spyro actually looked like 20 plus like, years Whoa. ago, and it does. Yeah, it does not look very good. So uh, I'm getting a, that, a sense of that. Um, but it also looks like they pretty seamlessly integrated the actiony combat system as opposed to the to the you know the the old school jrpg of uh active you know active time battle or whatever whatever, yeah. whatever they used from kind of what i gathered is like in the original you'll have a lot more combat because they're they're random encounters and this they're more i don't want to say i guess i would say they're more scripted so i mean yeah i mean this is only i don't know how much how much it's been a long time since i played the original um but I don't know how how much there was uh, random encounters like in the beginning intro sequence. You know, obviously there was random encounters once you got outside Midgar and and into the plains and stuff. Uh, but I like I don't I don't remember if if it was all scripted in the beginning like like this seems I, to be. I think no. I think there were some fights that were scripted, and then a lot of it was random battles. Okay, if I remember correctly. But it's been a while since I've actually played the Final Fantasy VII old school version. Yeah. So. I don't know that for sure, so I could be just speaking out my butt here, but um, I do think that, like, those first few encounters were all scripted, and then from there it was random. Gotcha. Um, But, like, again, I could be wrong. But, man, holy crap, like, seeing Midgar in that opening cinematic, it's just, like, it's crazy because you're looking at a cyberpunk Final Fantasy. That's what Final Fantasy VII really kind of was. And, like, seeing it in all of its glory, like, fully flushed out, like, Midgar. Because they're talking about this in split screen, but, like, there's so many parts to Final Fantasy VII that on their own that they could be 60-, 70-hour games. Yeah. But Seven just kind of scratches the surface of a lot of these different parts, which is interesting that... I think it was Kirk Hamilton made the point that he's actually fine with the multiple parts for the game because we're going to get a flushed out, a way more flushed out Midgar section of the game where we see way more of what's going on as opposed to just kind of really like brushing the surface of Midgar and then you're leaving it and then you're going into the other game world. So it's going to be really interesting because, again, I I don't know exactly where part one ends, but I want to say it's all Midgar stuff. So um, 
yeah, I think that's going to be really, really cool to see some of this stuff going on. Like, I know they show off the scene with Aerith and Cloud when Aerith first gives the uh, flower to Cloud. Uh-huh. There's, like, a little bit more to that scene than just, like, the passing by encounter, and then that's that, you know? So there seems yeah. to be, like, more stuff that they're doing with that. They're working in, I think, a little bit of the Christ. Is it Crisis Core? It's been so long since I played Final Fantasy VII, I, I don't remember. I think they're working in more, I can't remember, than Advent Children, something like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think they're working in more of, like, stuff, like, lore from that game, too, to okay. be brought into this, because I guess it all counts. I never played Advent Children. I have really no clue of what it's really about. I just know it's a little bit of Final Fantasy VII, but I think they're working in some lore from that, too. So, like, it seems like it's, like, a huge, like, it's a love letter to what, People Final Fantasy Seven fans are too, like you know, wanted, you know, this yeah. whole time. So I think, like, I really do think this game is gonna be pretty special, and I really hope people aren't gonna just like stick onto the voice acting and be like, this is terrible, you know, because I feel like the game does so much right that not that it's immune to criticism, because I don't think that's fair either. I just kind of hope the game gets the due that it gets, because I think a lot of it was kind of impressively done. Yeah. Um, that being said, is the combat we're gonna get boring? 80 90 100 hours into the game maybe um i just so happen to love hack and slash combat with you know the different modes they have for this uh, i'm a sucker for that so that's like right up my alley so i probably won't get too sick of that yeah so. okay how how hack and slashy is it is it the the do you think it's more skill based or do you think it's more numbers more rpg numbers based it seems from, all right, so when I did the boss fight, it was a way more tactical on what I had to do, okay. partly because the boss made you have to be tactical because what you have to, like, basically stun it to be able to do big damage to it. Uh-huh. Um, so you have to do the right abilities to be able to get to the point where you could stun it. But a lot of the grunts, like, I just would be pressing, uh, like, square a couple times okay. uh, and drop them pretty quickly. Um, so it's not, it wouldn't be, like, a platinum, platinum hack and slasher. Not nothing like that. It's it's a little more a little more on the RPG side than the straight up hack and slash, right? I th- I think it's fairly similar to fifteen Final Fantasy fifteen. Okay, I would put it more in that realm. Again, like I haven't, we only had that like forty five minute snippet of it, so I didn't get to really mess around with the combat too much. Uh, so it might be a little bit different. Like I remember like like using magic and summoning and. 15 was like almost non-existent because like they made it just so stupid trying okay. to do it so like it was just a waste of time but on here like you're just pressing i can't remember what button it is but like you just press it and you go to like a very mini menu where over the character profile is the bottom of the screen and then from there you just like press you move the stick down to the magic press x and then cast the magic that you your character would have so like it's really easy and same thing with items so like it's really easy to use all that stuff because it's right there in real time uh as opposed to just like pausing you you know how like the other older games did it so it's just like all right there it's very similar to how the older games did it so you don't have to like go through a ton of menus just boom boom right there use your magic uh, so, like, in that regard, it's, like, different from 15, but a lot of, like, the actual melee combat, I would say, is fairly similar, but with more more nuance worked in with being able to use the things like, you know, Cloud being a more uh, assault-based class where he can use staggering abilities and being able to use counterattacks 
where like I read that like Tifa is like a like a high damage character and is really fast, but if she's overwhelmed, you know she can't do very much. And Barrett is that ranged attack guy um, who can fire missiles and stuff like that. Like his characters, and Aerith is obviously going to be the magic character. So yeah. um, it seems like. Again, it's hard to tell because you don't know how difficult the combat will be later in the game and how much more tactical it would be. I get the impression it would be just judging on the one boss fight, and obviously the game gets a lot harder from there. So I would imagine, yeah, it'll be a little bit more difficult and a way more tactical the deeper you get into the game. Okay. Um, do you get any kind of sense of how how many games there's going to be in this in this series? I stand by this. I still think th- it'll be three games. A trilogy makes seems to make the most sense, I think. Yeah, I like so. I think the first game will end in Midgar, uh, or maybe you just escape Midgar at the end of it. Yeah, you just escape Midgar. Oh, by the way, for people who don't know, um, what's his lips? Red thirteen is it? Yeah, yeah yep. Red thirteen is not playable in this game. Yeah, um, that kind of sucks. I, I know, don't know. I know people were upset about that. I, so here's kind of where I'm at with it. I really kind of think he's going to be playable in the second game. Okay. Because if I remember correctly, you get Red 13 as a right around when you're escaping Midgar. He's not a huge party member until after you leave Midgar. So I want to say, like, maybe he becomes, like, if the first game ends at Midgar escaping, uh-huh. next game he's going to be playable, you know? Yeah. That's what I kind of think. And then, like... I don't know. There's I forget. There's Yuffie, Sid, Vincent, right? Kate Sith. Kate Sith. Wasn't well, that the the betrayer? Um, no, I don't think so. Is that the talking cat that like sells you out to the? Is that another character? I'm probably thinking of a different character. Are you th- are you thinking it. of Bravely Default? Maybe I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> like the Golden Saucer area. Yeah. I, I honestly, it's been, as I said, it's been so long since I played Final Fantasy VII, and and what I'm realizing in talking about this is I don't remember much as much about the game as I thought I did, uh, which means I'm probably gonna have to buy it on the Switch and play it on the Switch. I'm honestly, if I wasn't doing more in March right now, I would probably start playing this in yeah. preparation because I don't remember. I know Corey is it has. It has been tinkering with modding Final Fantasy VII on PC, and he's he's going to play it that way. So mm-hmm. I'd be yeah, interested I mean, to see what what how, how he's doing with that, how it's working out, what kind of mods there are. Yeah, I wish I wish he was on this episode. He'd be able to tell us a little bit more. Probably he'd yeah. probably remember a little bit more than I did because I only played it once. Yeah, I played it multiple times, but I I was in high school, and I don't know that I ever played it after that. Yeah, so you're at like what, fifteen years? Yeah, I graduated. Years. I graduated in two thousand two, so that was eighteen years ago. Yeah, like it's been that long since you played it. So I mean, little little rusty with it. And like I said, I played it in the beginning years of the podcast, so it's probably been like six years for me. So yeah. um yeah, so I'd be curious to see how many parts it is. I do think it'll be a trilogy. Uh I've been saying that for a couple years now, once they announced that it was gonna be a different part, so I don't know, maybe like when you find out that, uh, is it the part where Sephiroth and the city, or that one town where kind of Cloud gets that flashbacks of everything that happened, that Sephiroth went crazy? Do you remember that part where you get Vincent Valentine? Yeah. I'm wondering if that around that'll be the end of part two, and then part three will just be the rest of the game. Okay, yeah, I don't know. 
that's just me kind of throwing out random guesses to what they could be doing, especially if they're trying to flush out the game as much as they are. But if they do more than three parts, I think that's way too much. Yeah, for for one game. Uh, well, it's not one game; it's multiple games. But you're talking sixty dollars a piece. It's yeah. one hundred and eighty dollars to replay the. That's not including tax for those of us that have to pay tax on those things. You know, I feel like I feel like more people should be really upset about that. Yeah, it's, it's prime like gamer being upset with that sort of i wonder if they're waiting to see what kind of breakdown there is i wonder if people think it's going to be two parts you know the final fantasy part one final fantasy seven part two and i think that's really hopeful i i think so too um based on what we've seen to not get my hopes up i'm expecting three yeah I guess maybe, like, it really depends how in-depth I want to go. Because, honestly, I only very vividly remember the Midgar stuff. But after that, like, I do, I like don't remember it as well. And I don't know why. And that was, like, 70% of the game was after Midgar. Yeah. So I don't, I don't even really remember. Like, I barely remember using Sid in the game. I don't think I ever did. Yeah. So, I don't know. I will be, be very curious to see... And they they haven't given us any sense on where the where the first game ends at all, right? I mean, no, I really don't think so. I don't think it's been announced where the. Uh, maybe, uh, I could look it up real quick just to see. Yeah, I, I do want to nail that down if we can, but I, I but I I feel like we would know if if they did say yeah, the game's ending at this part. But mm-hmm. just covers Midgar. Yeah. Oh, the first game is just Midgar? Yeah, Final Fantasy VII's remake is just going to cover Midgar because if they did it in one game, it would just be way too much. Okay. So, this seems like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be just uh, just Midgar. Um, wait, what's this say? Everything we know about Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two and Beyond. That's uh, for reading for another time. Yeah. But, Okay. Um, yeah. So basically, it's just going to cover Midgar is the first one. Okay, that's that's good to know. Yeah. Do you have any questions, Dan? On no, I think I, I think I asked every every question I had about it. Does that mean Eris' death will be in part two? Spoilers. <laughs> if you ha- if you don't know the story of Final Fantasy VII yet, <laughs> I know. I don't even know what to say to you. Yeah, especially that part. Like any anytime the game comes up like that, because that was that was such a a crazy moment. Because that didn't happen in games when I played. You know, when we played games back in the day, that just that sort of thing didn't happen. So, you know what, Dan? That's when part two will end. You think so? Yeah, because if you think about it, one of the one the part that I originally said. There's like 20 more hours after that part to get to the point where Aerith gets killed. Yeah. So probably like, wouldn't they want to end it on that scene for the final part of the game? Oh, that's asking a lot. If it, <laughs> if you have to wait like two years, I don't know. Like there's no timetable on when the next part's coming out. Right. I mean, so this is coming out. Is it May? April 10th. April 10th. Oh, wow. Oh, that's that's a month away. Yeah, we're. Yeah, exactly. We're less than a month now. Wow. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there's no, no indication on when the next part's coming out. That's a long time to wait. Like that's, that's game of Thrones waiting between, you know, fight, you know, that's like a year and a half, two years between something crazy happening and the start of yeah, the next. It took them what? Six years to release part one after it was announced. 
So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. We're we're in for it. I hate that this is going to be multiple parts, but it is what it is. It's like whatever at this point. I just want to play it, you know. Yeah. I like I said though, I do think this game has potential to be pretty special. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. I because I'm I'm gonna like read reviews. I can't. I'm not gonna be able to play it till it comes to PC or Xbox. So. Um, I won't be able to play it for a little while. I think it's it's a timed exclusive, from what I gather. It is a timed exclusive, correct? Okay, so, um, yeah, that's all. Anything else? No, not really. I uh, like I said, I was really impressed with it, and I kind of want to get uh, what everybody else thinks of it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So if you played it, let us know and in uh, in some feedback. Let us let us know what you thought, and uh, also for for context, let us know if you did play the original. Because I don't, you know, I don't know if anyone if everyone's played the original that's going to play this one. So um, let us know. Yeah, you probably won't care at all if you didn't play the original. Yeah, at least not as much. Anyway, and you might think it looks cool, but after that, it's like, meh. Yeah. So okay. All right, well, let's get into nibble bits, Will. Woo, we got a lot. Yes, we do. Well, I don't know if it's a lot, but one thing's going on, which is kind of cascading effect. Kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of kind of a big deal right now. Uh, go go ahead. If you want to get started, I'll call up my... Uh, yeah, so I'll just throw a big one out there. Horizon Zero Dawn's coming to PC. It was finally officially announced. Uh, so this has been rumored and hinted at for probably what two or three months maybe yeah i want to say we covered it at the beginning of the year yeah i think that's when when it started to leak uh i think jason schreier was was kind of spearheading that one uh it was funny because he tweeted he's like i i expect all the playstation fanboys are gonna apologize to me now uh starting now now that it's officially announced um but yeah no i'm super excited is it june they said it's coming out yeah, it says summertime, so Some, June, July. Okay, some sometime in the summer. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that it officially got announced because I feel like there's also been these thing, this sort of thing. Like, oh yeah, it's per- pretty much confirmed, pretty much confirmed, pretty much confirmed, and then it just never came to came to fruition. So I'm glad to hear like this is it's officially coming. Um, I I tried playing it uh, on the PS4. I think I played like six or eight hours and just could not play anymore because I could not get the hang of the controls i can't aim or shoot anything with a controller uh, especially without any kind of motion controls so i'm excited to be able to to play it with my preferred control inputs yeah uh, which is a keyboard and mouse so very excited damn think of think of this real quick so we got the ps5 coming this yeah. year yep. in the, the fall i guarantee in three months right after horizon zero dawn is played on pc by the pc players PS5 finally shown off with Horizon Zero Dawn 2 being played on it for launch. Do you think and, it's an exclusive? So yeah, like, yeah, guess what? You know, yeah, no, and and I I've I've read that elsewhere too. Uh, do you think it'll be an actual launch title, or do you think it's going to be a launch window title? Because I would have to say it's probably going to be a launch window, which is BS if you ask me. I think it'll be a launch title because I know, like, it's been going around that they've been developing Horizon Zero Dawn two for a while. Okay, well, that's good because I think my biggest complaint about the the PS four and Xbox One was there was no good games to come out for the uh, other than multi platforms. There was no like good games for a year, a year and a half. Yeah, like nothing. There was some average exclusives, but 
uh, w- one of the best things about the Switch was it launched with Breath of the Wild. Like yeah. that is a heavy hitter to launch a system with. I know, though we're not as big into Halo anymore, at least the Xbox One X is supposedly launching with with Halo Xbox One Series X. Yes, Xbox One Series X. I, I've got to clarify that. Terrible it's, name. It's terrible. A ter- it's a terrible name. I agree. I feel like that's Wii U all over again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's a heavy hitter to, to launch the system with. So that that's very important. I also am kind of wondering if Fable... Uh, is going to be a launch title for the Xbox, new yeah. Xbox 2, because be. that's been like the worst kept secret forever. Everybody knows that Playground Games is doing it. Yeah. You know, but they didn't announce it yet. So I'm wondering if that's also going to be a launch game for them. That would be but great. I think for Sony, like, I think they have to launch with a really good game like Horizon Zero Dawn 2. And if it lines up with everybody having played Horizon Zero Dawn on PC, all those people who have now played this game. Being like, all right, well, the sequel's coming to PlayStation 5. It's exclusive. Like, got to wait a while for a PC port. So, you know, get it now on the yeah. new console. So, um, Which I should also say, I'm okay with waiting for PC ports. Uh, you know, b- before I was like, oh, no, they need to come out at the same time. But I'm okay. Like, it, it's fine. You know, uh, Death Stranding is another one. It's fine that it came out in, what, what did it come out? October, November. Um, I'm fine waiting for a PC port anymore. I have so many games to play and such a huge backlog uh, that I'm never going to run out of things to play. So it, it's yeah. fine. I'm, I'm fine waiting for PC ports if it eventually comes to PC. Yeah. So and it, it will. I, I imagine. It seems like Sony's <clears throat> kind of shifting its approach. Yeah. So and, and again, we've talked about this, and I, I talk about it to death. Like. No, there's probably very few copies of Horizon Zero Dawn on PS4 that are sold now. Like, you're not going to make any more money off of it. So put it on PC, uh, put it on Steam, put it on Epic Games, sell it for 60 bucks. You're going to sell millions more copies, you know? Definitely. I mean, what would just make sense, really, to try to get more people into your... I mean, if you're going to be doing it that way, like you might be able to get people to get the next Sony console because guess what? A lot of the Sony exclusives are really good and people yeah. get to like now play them on PC. <clears throat> and it's like, well, okay. Like if not all of them are coming, like maybe I should get a PlayStation 5 for some of these games. Yeah. So, I mean, like Bloodborne's one people are pining for. Oh Steam, my so. God, I would love a Bloodborne running at 60 frames on PC. That would be just glorious. Yeah, I mean, there's anyway. a chance of that happening, so. Yeah. Um, there's that Reggie fils Dan is taking over as uh, what is he on the board of GameStop yeah that's interesting that is interesting for GameStop Corp so uh, I'll be interested to see if he saves GameStop because it's hemorrhaging money right now yeah so well a lot of that they did to themselves oh my god yeah Um, I, we've talked about it before but the the predatory uh pre-order stuff and oh by the by the game like i'll never forget when we, when i went to get destiny for the ps4 and the salesman giving me such a hard time that i didn't want to buy the expansion or the, the the season pass with it whatever whatever came with destiny like no i want to play the original game first and you know i ended up not liking it very much so i'm glad i didn't waste my money on the on the the game pass but it was it was probably like two minutes of him hounding me about it and i was like i will never set foot in the store again and i didn't uh, yeah. i went i ended up going over to the one in vestal which you suggested will which was a lot better yeah uh, they didn't they, they didn't do that stuff but uh, that wasn't the first experience that i had with them either with doing stuff like that so 
they might at most ask you if you want to do something and you'd be like, no, then they won't bother you. Yeah. Which so. is how it should be. It's yeah, like, it's fine that if they want to ask, but don't like hound me about it, you know? Yeah, it's just like it's annoying. You you're a gamer, you know what you're doing, so just like don't yeah. bother me, please. I just want to buy this and leave. Yep. So I can Absolutely. enjoy my game. All right, I have to wait two hours for this to install anyway. So <laughs> yeah, let me start this sooner. Crazy. Uh, next, Ghost of Tsushima will be coming in June, June 26th to be exact, right after the now canceled E3. Um, that's a credit. That's incredible. I really thought the game would be coming out much later. I thought it'd be coming out September, October. Yeah, yeah, right. Bridge the gap between. I guess that's probably a good release date for it, though, because it's enough time for the PS5 to get. I guess I'm gonna guess there's gonna be a dry spell of Sony games from September and October. No, no, and heavy, then, no heavy hitting exclusives. No, and if they will be, they'll be dual <clears throat> launch. Yeah, because they are stacking the early. Because uh, you've got The Last of Us, you've got the Final Fantasy VII remake, and then you've got Ghost of Tsushima all yeah. in the early part of the year. Yeah, like Sony's coming out pretty strong with that. So, yeah, I mean, that would make sense if they do it that way. Um, that and I also just kind of spoil it, but E3 2020 is canceled due to coronavirus. There's also a ton of other game stuff that's being basically everything in the United States and the world really is being yeah. canceled right now due to coronavirus because uh, that's starting to make the rounds like. Uh, uh, what else is being canceled? I can't remember off the top of my head. The, there's like European, uh, one of the European Twitch cons was canceled. Um, I guess Gamescom is still going on, but that's like late August, I think. So that's still going on for now. Which I wouldn't um, be surprised if that inevitably is. Yeah, I don't know what kind of time frame they're looking at this whole thing blowing through. Um, but yeah, like a lot, like you said, a lot of stuff. Um, PAX. PAX East still happened, but that was it was kind of before um, before all the the coronavirus stuff kind of started breaking. But yeah, stuff's getting canceled left and right. Oh, yeah, G- I mean, G- was it GDC? GDC. GDC was canceled. South by Southwest. South too? by Southwest was canceled. Yeah, that's not a gaming thing, but there's a gaming element to it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, like everything has pretty much just been getting canceled. Uh, I know. A lot of sports teams are going to be playing games without fans in the arena, like the San Jose Sharks, Columbus Blue Jackets, Golden State Warriors. They're all like going to be playing their respective sporting games in arenas with no media, no fans, just yep. them, which is insane. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> there are colleges locally here because we're we're in New York, Will's in Connecticut now, but uh, yeah, our colleges are are st- starting to shut down. I guess. Um, yeah, at their sporting events too. There won't be any any people allowed. It's just gonna be, just gonna be the teams, and that's it. Yeah, March Madness tournament is gonna be at least the first part is gonna be played with no fan. Like, yeah, I've not. I don't know, Dan. Have you ever witnessed anything like this? No, I have not. Yeah, I honestly haven't either. And I'm I'm personally not in the slightest bit worried yeah. about it. But I'm worried that my finances are going to be very heavily affected here pretty soon. Yeah, which is gonna suck. So, because yeah. uh, for those who don't know, I'm a server and I serve at two different restaurants. So it's just like, well, if people aren't coming out, I'm gonna make nothing. Yeah. So I have no idea what I'm gonna be doing here pretty soon. Instacart. 
Well, I told you guys I'm going to start streaming if, like, yeah. it gets so bad that, like, I'm being scheduled maybe one night a week and, like, I have nothing. Like, I'm just going to start streaming and just pray to, yeah. like, get donations or something. I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, the big the big thing with the, with the coronavirus that seems to be the problem is it's very contagious. Yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't – it's not – it doesn't seem to be, at least as of now, I don't, I, I don't know, but it doesn't seem to be particularly deadly. I think, you know, comparatively to the flu, it's, it's not as deadly necessarily, uh, at least to this point, I, it could change, uh, but it, it, it is very highly contagious. And I think that's where, where the issue is. Yeah. And so. a lot of people that are, you know, unfortunately dying are people that are a little bit older. So yeah. um, <clears throat> who are a little bit compromised with their immune systems from whatever, you know, yeah. so, yeah. uh, cause they're not as healthy to be able to combat it. So like, you know, that does make me a little worried for some of the older elements of our family. But, yeah. uh, as a whole, like I'm not overly affect or worried too much about it. I'm more of, of as I just said, like worried about how it's going to affect me going forward in the fin- financial respect. But this yeah. is, it's crazy, man. Like I've, I saw Italy is like all quarantined, like all of it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's funny to well, not funny, but it's strange seeing it because I because of Instagram, I, I follow people, uh, gaming people like all across the world. And it's interesting to see how it how it's affecting all the like all the different countries. Italy, you know, I follow some people in Italy um, and yeah, they're all they're all shut down. Everyone's home and, you know, it's crazy. No, it's like ghost streets. Yeah. yeah. Like I was grocery shopping today and I was in disbelief about how many people were out. And I was like, God, why is it so busy? And then like, as I was shopping, I was like, oh my God, that's right. Like people are going nuts right now. Yeah. Toilet paper. Getting getting ready. Yeah. So. Which I wanted to bring up again. I've said this a million times. Um, If you're having trouble getting toilet paper, go on Amazon, get yourself a $25 bidet. Mm hmm. You don't need that. You don't need any toilet paper. I use a little bit to dry my butt after I'm done spraying it, but you don't need to do that. You can just sit there for an extra minute or two and let your butt air dry. Yep. Uh, Problem solved. (laughs) Here in apartment three, two, six, we, uh, we all swear by the bidet. Okay. Oh, you have one. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's life changing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I never thought I would like it, but it's... I, I was the same way. I was, I was when I first like learned about them in like in school. One of my friends had one. I'm like, that's gross. Yeah, it's but weird. it's not. It's way cleaner than using wads of toilet paper. Ex- exactly. <laughs> so you're <laughs> literally so much better. You're literally washing your butt every time you poop. So yeah, we always say we have the wa- the cleanest butts in Connecticut. Yeah, exactly. Of that. Exactly. So. Yeah, no, bidets are where it's at. So, like, when Corey was talking about the toilet, like, you can't buy toilet paper and where he's at. And yeah. I was like, well, we don't really have to worry because we have a supply already on yeah. top of a bidet. So, we just basically use almost no toilet paper. Yeah, that's how we are in a house of, we're a house of six, soon to be seven. We don't use that much toilet paper. So, yeah, it's it's great, honestly. But, yeah, but, that's an aside. Yeah, so coronavirus is just going rampant right now. I don't know how rampant it is in New York or not New York, United States. I know last I knew there was like 400 cases maybe. So yeah, it's, it's starting to get bad in New York because of New York city and it's slowly spreading up that way. I know like uh coastal areas, it's, it's kind of get, getting, getting bad. Uh, like the Pacific Northwest and cities like Los Angeles, where there's a lot of international travel. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's starting to get a little bit bad. So. Just be careful out there. 
it's it's again not funny but it's funny it's like all the signs are saying wash your hands yeah like, people weren't washing their hands anyway come on yeah I, wash your hands i obviously always wash my hands but now i just wash them a little bit more so yeah um it's uh, you know good thing johnny is spending from tonight until sunday in new york city so oh really yeah because his girlfriend came out to visit so oh. she's in new york city right now so He's with her there for the rest of the week and weekend. So, uh, which is, they like, like they were just there last weekend and like they're like being very strict about all like the cleanliness stuff there because they're really, really worried because it's like one of the biggest cities in the world. So, yeah. you know, one, one of the really, most, most condensed anyway. Yeah. So, like they're very worried there. So, I know what New York City is in a state of emergency. I know North Carolina is in a state of emergency. I don't know where else, but it's some places are so yeah uh again hey if i am out of work here for a couple weeks to a couple months or however long it is tune into the thumbstick athlete stream because i will be on probably every single day nice so all right <laughs> you, you we have that in case anything happens yeah so. uh we'll we'll let you know yeah um but yeah that's really it for my nibble bits okay uh, I've got a couple, again, a lot of them are from, la- from last week, unfortunately. Uh, the first being that they are finally going to be making uh, The Last of Us as a, a TV series. I think um, we talked about this a little bit. Uh, we- I had heard probably about a week before this announcement was made that the movie version of it was was scrapped and, and gotten rid of. Um, but that's because they were working on a television series, which I, th- I think is a better idea anyway. Um, I think it's a better format for like a longer story. Uh, it is going to focus on Joel and Ellie. I know there were some people that were frustrated that it wasn't uh, elsewhere in the last of us universe. Uh, but I was actually glad for that because, and I told you guys like the last of us is Joel and Ellie. I am not interested in what's going on in the rest of the world. Uh, I think it's a, it's, I think it's a, I don't want to say boring, but that it's, it's very tropey uh post-apocalyptic zombie thing and that that is not what's interesting what's interesting is the interactions between joel and ellie so i'm glad that that's what it, what it's about i, agree, uh, I yeah. would not i wouldn't I, it, otherwise it would have been the walking dead like i i, I don't want to see that i'm tired of zombies sick of that's that sort of stuff so um i think they made the right decision me personally but but Corey Corey said and i don't know oh he talked about altered carbon he said what they should do is they should make the first season be joel and ellie and then the second season expand into other characters, which I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. So yeah, and he, he used altered carbon on Netflix as a, as an example of, of that being done, which I've not watched, which I w- would like to watch, but, uh, so that was one of them free games on Epic. Um, they've changed. So I don't know if this is still good, but, oh crap. Where's my list? Um, I should call up the client. You know what? I'll call up the Epic Games client and see if the games are different now. It's already loaded. I just have to call it up. Yeah. Because I always like to let people know when they can get free games. Let's see. Take advantage of that, you know? Yeah. All right. So the free games, they're they're still the same. So it's Offworld Trading Company, which is going to be available until tomorrow morning, and Goner, which is... Oh, that's right, because it's Wednesday. They reset on Thursdays. So if you have to be listening to this like either Thursday morning or Wednesday night when it comes out. 
because uh, they they will change at 11 a.m. Eastern. So uh, there'll be different games. I don't I don't remember which ones they are, but for right now, it's Off World Trading Company and Goner. So yeah, I I this is an aside, but uh-huh. on the hockey subreddit, the top post right now is will players know when to shoot the puck on the power plays without home crowds <laughs> telling them to? Sorry, I had to repeat That's that. That's funny. That is funny. Uh, that really tickled my fancy. I knew you'd appreciate that too. Yep, because that always annoyed the crap out of me. It's like they know what they're doing. <laughs> we we have our uh, our brother in law is a former professional hockey player and i asked him that if if that annoyed him and he's like well we rarely notice stuff like that yeah so we're they, way they, too they, locked they, in. yeah uh, exactly they, they don't they don't even notice they don't care <coughs> excuse me uh i'm not seeing anything else the only other thing uh so xbox has said that they're gonna announce what their what their e3 stuff is um they're going to host digital events this year. So, but apparently E3 is back on again for next year. So far, uh, some people thought that this might be the, the E3's uh, final death sentence, but, uh, as at least as of right now, it's, it's, it's still on an underreported thing on like coronavirus, like the, how much it affects like the industries that it's affecting. Like it can literally shut down like struggling businesses because they're not going to have any income. Yeah. You know, like the salary cap in sports, like I know that's not an essential thing, but like it's interesting to me because the NHL is going to have a salary cap increase, but this happens. So now fans aren't going to be able to go to a lot of the arenas. So it's like, how does that play a role? Like the Sharks are going to have no fans in their arenas for the rest of their home games. Like, how does that affect? And there's going to be other teams. Like, how does that affect everything? So it's like a really interesting like business side. Yeah. And one thing me and my wife have been talking about. So a lot of companies like I know Microsoft is doing it. But a lot of companies are having their employees stay home and work remotely. Um, colleges are are shutting down and <clears throat> having their students do classes online. I wonder if they're going to start realizing that you don't need to have, especially like office employees, like they don't need to be coming to the office every day. You could yeah. work, do a lot of that stuff from home. And probably in a lot of cases, it's better to just work from home. Uh, obviously, mm. there's situations where you need to meet, but. Um, probably a lot of that is, is nonsense. Um, yeah, same, yeah. same with schools. Like you can do all that stuff online, you know? Yeah. yeah it's definitely going to be an interesting, a lot of, cause you, you wonder if a lot of these classes have the infrastructure to be able to transfer all that stuff to online. So now that they're kind of being forced to like, whether it's going to be like big colleges are going to be like, all right, like, you know, you don't have to attend lecture. We can stream lecture, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, if that's going to be a thing. So it's like I said, this is all like, it's awful, but it's also kind of interesting to see how everything is. is trying to like adjust and just hopefully nobody gets sick and dies, you know? So, yeah. Sorry. My cat is getting into trouble. Come here. Gross. Come um, on. What was I just going to say? Oh, Discord. Another interesting thing uh, real quick before we get into our weeks is Discord announced that they are upping the cap for live or for video chatting from 10 to 50 during the coronavirus things. So, oh, wow. So they're, they're doing their part to, to help people too, which is, which is kind of cool. I think that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that's all I have for nibble bits. Will, how was your week? It was good. Uh, I went and visited at home. Uh, 
Long story short, I was going to come home Saturday. That didn't work out. And then Sunday rolled around, and then I could. So I ended up coming home to, you know, see mom and dad and see some friends uh, for a couple days. I at least stayed until Wednesday morning. But that was good. I uh, had a really good time being home. It's nice being home when you don't live in the area anymore. Yes, yeah, I agree. It's like a good... It's like, oh, man, like, ah, I miss... You know, I miss Binghamton. Like, I miss Newark Valley. Like, it's that... But it's not like if I ever moved back, it would be like, oh, God, why did I do this? So yeah. it's not like it's like depressing me. It's just like, oh, you know what? You know, it's nice to be back. I do miss it here. But, you know, it's time to go back sort of thing. Yep. Uh, but I will say the stomach bug, Dan, is going yep. around that area pretty in full force. Oh, in full force. That's right. A lot of my friends had it, saw them, you know, mom and dad had it. I saw them, but they had it like two and a half weeks ago. So, like, I'm there, whatever, eating, enjoying myself, having a good time. I wake up Wednesday, and I was like, I don't feel great. I'm just going to go back to bed. So I did that, woke up, and I woke up very ill and very nauseous. And I was like, oof, this isn't good. And it was, like, 8 in the morning. Mom had left, so I, like, said bye. I eventually got to the point where I puked. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, I feel good now. Let's leave. Uh, it takes three and a half hours for me to get back to Norwalk. So I left at 10 in the morning and I'm driving and I am incredibly nauseous the whole drive. So I get to Johnson city and I pull off to where like the McDonald's is where like the hospital is like right around that area. Uh-huh. And I pull to into the CV or uh, the McDonald's and I'm sitting there and I go into the bathroom and I just puke in the bathroom and then I go to the CVS right there, grab some Pepto-Bismol, grab some ginger ale. I literally drank that, kicked my car seat back, and just laid there for like 40 minutes before I was like, and texting a couple of my friends saying, I'm not doing good right now. So eventually I was like, okay, I got to start making some progress because I worked at, I had work later that day. Oh, jeez. So I was like, I need to like get back to, to Norwalk. So like maybe I can get back and sleep for a couple hours, try to feel better, get some more fluids in me. So I drive for a little bit on the highway. I need to get off. So I get off at Roscoe, like at that yeah, yep. uh, stop, yep. puke in the into the, the bathroom stop there. And I legitimately kicked my seat back because I could not stay awake and slept for like 30, 40 minutes in the car. And then, like, I eventually came to... So, like, this was, like, a a six-and-a-half-hour car drive to get back to Norwalk. So it took me almost double the time. Oh, my gosh. And I was very, 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 very ill. Hey, stop it. I showered before work, yada, 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 cleaned myself up, de-germified myself, went to work, and I was, you know, very, very nauseous that whole shift. And immediately when I left, I drove two feet down the road, pulled the car over, and puked in the car, like, right in the street. (laughs) wow like i was that bad uh i got back and i literally got in bed and passed out because i was just so tired and then i just slept the rest of the day i woke up and i felt a little bit better and then like after like the third day i was 100 percent. but my roommate actually just got it evan oh geez city and he was puking in manhattan oh man so like we were we were very very ill so um it's really contagious really contagious yeah, like I said, people had it like two weeks ago, and I still got it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, and like I said, like I don't get sick like that. Like I usually don't get stomach sick where I'm puking. I'm usually like we'll get just cold nauseous. Or, yeah. 
Yeah, or mono, you know, is like yeah. what I got last year in straps. So like I get that kind of sick. I don't generally get the stomach sick, but man, that that was like a rampaging animal going through me. Yeah. It was unreal how just like I never felt more nauseous and I was so uncomfortable for that entire car ride. Like I was on the verge of like puking the whole time and I was like, Man, I just gotta get back. Like I finally got back at like almost four o'clock and i was like i have to leave in 30 minutes yeah Ugh. yeah so it was it was a <clears throat> rough day and like one person at work was like are you okay and i was like no i am very much not okay and then like by the end of my shift my manager's like you gotta get out of here like don't you don't look well yeah so but hey i made it so nice it is gaming too um did a lot of more and mark stuff so i'm excited to talk about it yeah me too yeah, so my experience with the stomach bug, so my daughter was the first one to get it. She got it not last weekend, but the weekend before, Sunday. So she was home from school Monday. Um, but then got back. She, like, recovered, uh, but then got sick again Tuesday. Uh, oh. Me and my son, uh, very. it was after actually after I finished my Rated G stream uh, on last Monday night. I, I finished at, like, 1 o'clock. Went and took a shower, went upstairs. Mine was a little bit different. Mine was mostly diarrhea. Okay, it was, you're the other end. It was every half an hour to an hour of just so much liquid. <laughs> and after after three or four hours of that, of waking, because it was in the middle of the night, so I would have to wake up and go to the bathroom. I'm like, how? Because I would, I, I was only able, because I felt nauseous too. I was only able to drink a little bit. I'm like, how is there still that much fluid in my body? Like every time it was just like, I don't want to get too into it, but just gushing out. <clears throat> yeah, like so, Dan, Dan, I like parked the car when I finally got back to Norwalk and stumbled out of my car walking uh-huh. into my building. And I was just keeled over the garbage in the parking garage, just puking my brains out into it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, and like I said, I was, I was just more shocked at how much fluid was coming out of body. I I was, I felt nauseous, but not too, too bad. Uh, and then that day, like I took, I took my daughter to school cause she was better on Tuesday. My oldest son was sick. My twins were fine. I, I couldn't get up off the couch. I just laid on the couch other than to go to the bathroom. Luckily the twins were really well behaved that day. And they just like played on the living room floor for the entire day. Cause I would not have been able to do much for them. So later that night, like I said, my oldest son, I didn't really have to take care of him much, just take him stuff that he needed. Uh, later that night at about 10 o'clock, I got the telltale, oh, no, I'm in a barf. So I was laying, <laughs> I was laying, I was laying on the couch, uh, and it was it's closer because I was out in the living room. It was closer for me to sprint out the front door to barf than it was to run to the bathroom to, to puke in the toilet. So, so I sprint out the front door, uh, and, yeah, I, I decorated the lawn. Um, but because I had had diarrhea and because it ever came out of me so forcefully, not only did I barf, I also pooped my pants out, oh, out, out, oh, out oh, in the front. Oh, oh. Uh, it, uh, I was not at my best at that moment. Uh, I threw up yeah, three or four times in a, in a, in a quick succession. And then it was dry heaves for another minute or so. And, you know, I, like I said, I had pooped my pants, uh, <laughs> unfortunately at that, in that, in that moment. Um, so that was the casualty. Um, but after that, I felt like I felt a ton better. Uh, I wasn't a hundred percent cause I had, I hadn't had coffee in you know, over 24 hours, I wasn't, I didn't have fluid. So I had the, the, the dehydration slash caffeine withdrawal 
headache. Yeah, um, I had that same thing. Yeah, it was that was all that was the worst part of all of it. Um, and then at about ten thirty, uh, I went and checked on my twins because they were kind of whining in their cribs and they had both thrown up all over their cribs, oh. just all over. One of them had thrown up off off the side of his crib and onto the carpet, so that got ruined. So I brought them out into the living room with me because that's where I was sleeping. And oh, my daughter got sick again that night too, so she, you know, was. I don't know what happened with her. She got sick, like I said, Sunday early in the morning. And then again, I think it was Tuesday night. Uh, So I brought the twins out with me. And, uh, you know, they're not good at puking into a bucket. Whenever they puke, they just get up and and throw up on themselves. So every time they woke up in the middle of the night to throw up, I'd have to clean them up. And uh, so that was fun. But luckily, they were only sick for like six hours, um, which was good. They were able to eat the next day. And uh, I, you know, scrubbed the house down. Uh, with Lysol and bleach and all that stuff. And um, luckily I was feeling a lot better. Like I said, the, the, the grand finale was, was my one round of barfing and, and pooping my pants. And then I, I felt a lot better after that. So, uh, and then my wife, then, then the wife got it uh, like Sunday, Sunday night. She, she got it too. And it lasted longer with her cause she's obviously pregnant. So it doesn't, it affected her differently. And she just had, it was so drawn out for her. It wasn't just the 24 hours like like the rest of us. Um, it feels very liberating when you're just violently nauseous to not being violently nauseous. You really yeah. appreciate how you feel. Oh, I felt great. Like I said, after I barfed, I felt I felt great, which was good because, like I said, I had to take care of my twins all night when they were when they were sick. Um, but man, that was not fun. Although <clears throat> I was telling my wife, I was like, I would rather be sick like that than a couple years ago when I had a cold for like a month and a half and I was just miserable. I'd rather have it be fierce and be done. And, and like I said, it was about, it was probably wasn't quite 24 hours. It was probably like 18 hours that I was, that I was sick for <clears throat> I'm done and over with. I felt great when I was done. It, it, it was like a, like a juice cleanse, you know, that's how, that's how clean I felt after I, <laughs> after I got, got done with all of it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a contagious one. Cause my wife, uh, does not do well with, with the barfy germs, especially. So she was in, you know, she had locked herself in the, in the bedroom for, for most of that week. And then obviously when she was sick too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I cleaned everything and I threw out carpets. I threw out clothes. I threw out, uh, sheets that had been puked on. So <clears throat> Dan, do you want a little bit of breaking news? Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, the NBA suspended their season. Really? Yeah, the NHL might follow. Until further notice, or? Yeah, until further notice. Wow. This is, it's getting real, isn't it? Yeah, that's, I guess a player on the jo- the Jazz had it. Oh, really? Yeah, so they had to quarantine both teams. That's wild. Oh my gosh, yeah. What I mean, what do you do in that situation? I don't know, man. That's, this is pretty wild. I don't really know what to think. Yeah. Yeah, Just wait and see. That's what I do. That's Uh, what I plan on doing. Eric sent us a tweet from Greg Miller saying, for the love of God, Nintendo release Animal Crossing tonight. (laughs) People need that. People need it in their lives, yeah. They need a little little happy. Yeah, happy Animal Crossing to come out. Oh, I'm so excited about Animal Crossing. Uh, it, uh, we're so pumped here. I cannot wait to play that game. Yeah, I mean, like, 
it's a good antidote to uh, first of all the everything. other the other games I've been playing, but yeah, also everything else. I I feel like that's a that's a good way of putting you know people the people need this. So uh, that's all I have for nibble bits, though. Uh, let's get into what we played, shall we? Yeah, let's we'll, do it. we'll we'll start with you. Well, let's start talk about Ori and the Blind Forest first. Because uh, I was surprised that you had played that. Did you end up putting that on your foreign, uh, uh, more in March list? Yeah, so my games were Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, Borderlands, Ori and the Blind Forest, and um, Pokemon Platinum. And okay. we added Ori late because you said it was like Hollow Knight. And I said, wait, it is? Yeah. Because I thought it was just like a puzzle platformer. Um, but no, it is very much like Hollow Knight. Yeah. Uh, less combat-y. But yep, yep. Um, very more, much more, in that same vein. More platforming, uh, less less combat, but the combat is there. Um, yeah, I beat it. Oh, hey, well yeah. done. Thank you. I loved Ori and the Blind Forest. Yeah, it's, I was, it's really great. I was mad that nobody told me, and I'm pretty sure Eric and Corey both confirmed that it was a very good game when it came out, but I am mad nobody told me how good it really was because yeah. that game was incredible. So much so, Dan, that I've been playing Will of the Wisps as well. Oh, nice. Yes, Moochie Coochie says he's playing Ori right as we speak. Yeah, he it's... he was... So he helped me with some of the... Uh, not by puzzles, but like some of the platforming things and like being able to... You know when you have a different eye on something? Yeah, yeah. You can see how something can get done or if something's hidden. So he was watching for quite a bit to like help me out with some stuff. So uh, And he really liked watching it. So he got Game Pass to play the two games. So, nice. Um, how long did it take you, first of all? 10 hours it okay. took me like a seriously like an hour to do the last like how far are you dan i've played about four hours i don't i don't know the spot that i'm in have you done the ginso tree with the water and the escape? yes yes i did that so, so it took me like an hour plus to do the last escape for the last thing that you have to do okay that took and, me a few tries to get and it wasn't even hard it was the easiest one i thought out of all of them okay. but i just like for whatever reason it was like two in the morning i was tired yeah trying to do it just yeah get it and, you, and you get in your head about it too after you've lost a few times uh that's because i was i did that on stream and i'm like oh my god if i get stuck in this because I'm, I'm not I'm like this is the game i'm playing if i get stuck in this spot and 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 am unable to advance it's really gonna it's really gonna bother me but uh luckily i i think I, it probably took me 10 15 tries which is not a lot you know so yeah um I will say the game's not as hard as Hollow Knight, though. No, I thought Hollow no, Knight I was so. extraordinarily hard. I thought this game, like, nothing on it was too, too difficult. There was only, like, two spots where I was just, like, actually frustrated. Yeah. Um, but, like, nothing that, like, Hollow Knight I had to take, like, four months <laughs> off and come back to. Uh, so, like, that's how frustrating that game is comparatively. So, um, but, man, I really loved Ori and the Blind Forest. I love the story for the game. It's, like, really touching. Yeah, it is. Um, very emotional, especially at the very end. Like, I was just, like, very upset by the end of the game okay. uh, with some of the scenes. It was, like, uplifting but also sad. And I love the characters that they do have in the game. There's not very many of them. But the characters that they do have in there, like, for saying nothing, they have an impact. Yeah. It's 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 like Wally, yeah. In that regard, it's like the the actions of these characters that you see. That's just like really like touching and just like seeing them like like there's one in particular like you saw the like Gummo or whatever. Yeah, yep. Like that's one of the characters that you're just like watching him do stuff during the course of the game. It's just like ah, you yeah. know, like 
the game really does a good job with that and like i cannot stress enough how beautiful the it's game it's too. beautiful it's like it's a it's we've talked about it before but it's one of those games that you could take any screen from the game and like create a beautiful tapestry from it and just hang it up on your wall because it looks that good yeah and then i'll <laughs> tell you what will of the wisps is even better looking oh is it really okay it's even more stylized and like lush with colors like it's it's quite something. So, like, playing the game, like, I honestly, like, played, I think it was Sunday. I think it was Sunday I started it, and I played it for, like, two hours, and I was like, holy crap, like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. I'm having a great time with this. And then I just, like, couldn't put it down, and I ended up beating it last night. So, nice. you know, I started it Sunday, I beat it Tuesday night. So, um, goes to show you, like, that game was just awesome. I love, like, some of the abilities you get and so on and so forth. So, like, I'm really loving it. And it's crazy to me because Will of the Wisps was a game that wasn't even on my radar yeah. at all this year. And, like, then it became immediately a must-play. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm trying to do five in March now. Huh. Like, nice. to try to beat that game, too, and try to get that in so it doesn't, like, get lost behind. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, like, I've been playing a lot of that. Do you want me to talk a little bit about Will of the Wisps? Yeah, yeah. Talk about your experience so far. So I won't tell you, because you're going to beat Ori in the Blind Forest soon, so I won't tell <laughs> people too awful much, but you kind of go into a new world, like a new area, uh, and it's a lot more dialogue heavy. Like a lot of the, there's a lot more characters that you interact with who kind of, it reminds me a lot, it's a lot more closer to Hollow Knight than the first one. Okay. Uh, so like, you know how you use the spirit fire attack? That's uh-huh. like your main attack. This one you have like a spear or a sword <laughs> thing that you use. Um, a light sword is what it's called. And you get things like a bow and arrow, like a light bow and arrow, um, uh, a light um, samurai star, or not samurai star, um, spirit star thing that you throw that comes back to you. Like you have different weapons that help you with attacks. There's different abilities that you can learn on top of like other skills that you learn. So like there's a lot more depth to it. So it's way more combat heavy and there's way more skills involved with it. There's like quests that you have that kind of take you to different parts of the world. Uh, so it's a lot of the stuff that made Ori and the Blind Forest really good, but they just, everything's amped up. Yeah. Will of the Wisp. So it's just like a better version so far of everything. Nice. Um, there were, it was getting rided a little bit from technical issues. A lot of people weren't happy with it. Like Polygon refused to actually review the game because it ran so badly. But that was like the only one that, did that i think it runs fine i've had no issues since i've been playing it and i played it today when it came out so are you playing uh, on xbox yeah i'm playing on xbox okay a lot of people who reviewed it and said it were fine were on steam so Uh, okay i think the game runs fine so uh you know i think don't wait just go ahead and play it if you're really interested in it because the game i think is it's fantastic so um i'm really looking forward to being able to play more of it so nice yeah, I don't want to spoil too, too much because you're going to finish by Ori and the Blind Forest, you know. Yeah, hopefully not before too week. long. Uh, yeah, but I'm I also love Ori and the Blind Forest. It's it's so it's so colorful and pleasant, uh, but also there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of the tense parts and, and for platforming and, and, and some of the bosses you fight. Uh, it's it's a very nice blend of of different different things. It's it's like you said, it's a <clears throat> excuse me. It's a very, very emotional, too, which is which is cool yeah so yeah yeah great game it's on game pass if, if you are at, at all interested on it i'm pretty sure the system requirements for it are really low um it's on game pass it's on nintendo switch it's on steam now uh, i believe it's on steam but yeah just play it it's it's ridiculously good so that's definitely a recommend from us 
100%. I think it's fantastic. It, I've kind of discovered a genre of game I love, and it's this one. Metroidvanias? You know? The Metroidvania, yeah, platformer, battle mm-hmm. game. Like, I love it. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm loving it. And I'm, I know Ori and Will of the Wisps is, like, 12 to 15 hours, so okay. <laughs> I'll probably try to have that done by next week, too, while nice. working on Borderlands, because I also beat Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Hey, well done. So I, I have two games for my March done. Nice. Um uh that game was good too one thing i don't like about it and i get why they do it this way because you're not going to be able to fit all 300 episodes of dragon ball z into a game so like you kind of have to pick and choose like stuff that you show in the game and some really cool stuff like they cut out and it kind of is a bummer to me like an example would be some of the stuff that happened during the Cell Saga with like the the Cell tournament that happens, the Cell games, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like when at the end of the Boo Saga, the Fat Boo fights this Kid Boo to distract uh, Kid Boo so Goku can get a spear bomb ready. Like that's not really a part of the story, and like that's a and for me like a really important moment for a character. So stuff like that like is kind of cut out, and that's a little upsetting. But I still thought the game as a whole was actually really really well done. Uh-huh. Uh, I really like the combat. I think the story, they do a good job hitting on all the high points of it and being able to do a good job with a lot of the emotional moments. Um, I'm a big fan of it. I think if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, you should definitely play it. So. Nice. So, I, would like to get, I would like to get to it at some point, definitely. Yeah, but that's like really it for me. Like Fire Emblem we'll talk about later. played a little bit of Borderlands today, um, working through that. So hopefully... Hopefully by next week have Will of the Wisp done and maybe Borderlands 3 close to being done. So then I can only have Pokemon Platinum. Nice. So Which doing... I'm not wor- not worried about having that done. Yeah, you're doing pretty well. Yeah, I, th- I really think I'll have it done and then some. Because I really want to play Animal Crossing, so I want to have most of my stuff done by Animal Crossing. Okay, cool. So, All right. How about you, Dan? Uh, so yeah, I played a significant amount of... Um... Not a significant amount, but like I said, four four-ish hours of of um, uh, Orion Blind Forest. Uh, but I think the 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 thing I played the most of this past week was Children of Morta, uh, which is also a Game Pass game. It's a game that I've I've been wanting to play. I almost bought it on the Nintendo Switch. I'm glad I didn't because I've been playing it on the Xbox and it's perfectly 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 great on there. Uh, so Children of Morta is a it's a it's a roguelike. Um, it's got combat that reminds me of Hyper Light Drifter, uh, with a little Diablo thrown in there. That's that's okay. what it, that's what it plays like. So, uh, how it works is you're you're this family called the Bergsons, and your 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 whole family's like dedicated to beating back this evil that's that's recently popped up again. It pops up every now and again, and the Bergson family like beats it down. So, so you start off as the father of the the Bergson family. Um, and you, you know, it's like I said, it's the, it's the dungeon crawler, uh, roguelike game. And you, you know, you do, you do a run basically until, until you die. When you die, you don't actually like your character doesn't die, die. Uh, they're just kind of like revived in the, the, the Bergson manner, I guess. Uh, but you, uh, it's it's more story driven than most most roguelikes because when you're when you're playing the game there's there's different there's different things that happen in, in the game world like there's there's areas that are roped off that have like special events 
Uh, and these special events can unlock you new characters, new Bergson family characters. Um, they can get you upgrades, uh, various things. Uh, and when, when you're, when you're fighting, there's all sorts of runes, there's special abilities, there's a skill tree to unlock different things. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, you, the Bergson family, I think there's ultimately six characters, six Bergson characters that you can, that you can choose from all have different abilities. Like you said, the head, the head of the family is, is named John. Uh, and he has a sword and a shield pretty basic. Uh, but the character that I ended up using the most is, is, uh, John's daughter, Linda, who is the archer. And uh, one of the cool things about the game, too, is uh, with the with the archer, instead of just pushing the X button to attack, you can you can use it with any of the characters, but it's like a twin stick shooter. So you move with the left stick and you aim with the right stick um, because she's so good at keeping her distance from from all the other enemies. Um, you know, I just I just kind of s- s- scamper around the map and, and fire arrows into the enemies. Um, but she's been my best character so far. Um <clears throat> but yeah, there's there's like a magic user. There's a, a like a monk type character. There's a, a knife wielding rogue, and then there's a big giant tank with a heavy hammer type of character. Sorry, I was speaking, but my mic was. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> like, Go ahead, like an idiot. Go ahead. Um, so you said it's a little bit like a Diablo game, like light Diablo, like yeah. old school Diablo. Yeah, I would say it's it's a bit like Diablo too, in that 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 you you face hordes of enemies. <clears throat> okay. Uh, like I said, it combat wise, it reminds me the most of Hyper Light Drifter. It looks like Hyper Light Drifter. It's kind of pixelated like that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a, it's an excellent game. Um, I'm really really liking it so far. I've probably played that. I don't know, 10, 12, 15 hours maybe. Okay. Uh, so let's um... start, go ahead. Is there like a how is the story structured for it? Is it like you have to clear specific areas? To yeah. So, next- okay. So there's there's three like areas that you have to beat. That's what I've unlocked so far. And every every of the three areas is broken up into sub areas. So the the first one was like was like your standard dungeon. So there was three different areas in there um, with lot, lots of like spiders and, and stuff like that. Those are the enemies. So once you beat those three areas, each one has a boss at the end. You like clear that area and you free uh, like a, some sort of spirit. So the next area I went into was um, was like a almost like ancient Egypt, like a desert sort of city area. And then the third one is uh, that that I'm working on now is is like um, uh, it's it's got like it's a, it's another dungeon, but it's got like robotic creatures in it okay uh, which so, like, is kind of cool. different themes per area yeah uh but then all those areas have the the i think it's they call it the corruption uh so that they're, they're these like purple demony enemies uh that pop up everywhere so that's like that's a running theme throughout that okay that's pretty cool I yeah like and, and then the story elements will pop up like after you do a run so after you do a run there'll be something that happens in the house or if you complete a quest like there was one where uh so you walk into an area and there's a wolf pup that you have to that you have to save from um some of the corruption so if you are able to save it it comes back to the horse with uh, the house with you and then next time you go on a run or further down the line when you go on a run the excuse me had to cough the um there's a mission to like get healing items for the for the wolf pup so you'll 
gather healing items for the wolf pup or you'll go into a room and one of your other one of your other family members will be doing something there that you have to help them with um so there's all always that anytime you go on a run there's like that sort of stuff happening uh and it, there's people you could help that will come back and help you like i i saved some merchants so now sometimes when i go into one of these sectioned off rooms uh mm-hmm. excuse me yeah right. <laughs> yeah i keep my throat starting to tickle as i'm talking more um but yeah it, it, as you go into one of the sectioned off rooms like that sometimes it'll be the those merchants that you save that are willing to sell you stuff so um, but there's all like all sorts of modifiers that you add to your to your weapons to your special abilities. There's like relics that you can pick up that help you. So uh, when you're doing a run, like if you get a really good set of equipment, you can bl- you know blitz through a run. But if you you know you go into a run and you don't get the best stuff, like it's <clears throat> might not excuse me necessarily be successful, which is 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 kind of fun. Um, cause you know, you get the right character and the right, the right runes and stuff, and you can really like blitz through it. There's a couple runs that I completed the first time, the first time I went into the dungeon, uh, which is really satisfying. Cause you know, you go into the boss fight, not knowing at all what to expect, um, with it being a roguelike, you're likely to die. But if you're able, because you have the right stuff to, to beat it the first time, it's really satisfying. Yeah. That's what I like about those games is when you're able to actually pull it off for the first time, it's just like so rewarding so yeah so uh I, but it's an excellent game it's 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 voiced over really well uh it remind the voiceover reminds me a little bit of uh um like bastion but maybe not as not quite as active mm-hmm. um but yeah it's 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 an excellent game and definitely that's another one i would i would very easily recommend to people um <clears throat> again on on game pass both pc and, <laughs> and xbox game pass so <clears throat> And I think that's all I played. I played a little bit more Fortnite. Nothing to talk about. I'm actually interested in trying the Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah, I've been interested, but I don't think I'll actually try it. I, I'm I'm only afraid of the 94 gigabyte download. Yeah, it's so that's stupid. Because I because I transferred stuff over from my old computer. That's all the space I have on my, or almost all the space I have on my hard drive. So excuse me i don't know if i'm gonna be able to play that or not i'd like to try it but it probably just won't happen but uh, that's all i played i think yeah um did i did i play anything else i played a little stardew valley with the kids nothing to talk about with that so yeah let's get into feedback I wish I would stop coughing. Drink some water. Yeah, I've got. I've been slugging water. Uh oh. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh yeah, but uh, while we're while I'm calling up fee- uh, feedback, so last week <clears throat> I wasn't. Uh, I I ended up canceling the episode because I wasn't wasn't feeling great, but I was also having trouble getting it set up because it was the first time on my new computer. <clears throat> so I, I had, you know, I had the client downloaded and everything, but it was such a pain to set up. And um, the our Twitch account was tied to Corey's email address, I think. So I kept having to bother him to send me like the security codes and stuff. Oh yeah. 
So I, f- I felt bad about that. And Will got out of work super late. Uh, it was like 1030 or something. when we were, I think we were supposed to record at 930 maybe. I got back uh, at like 11. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? We'll, we, and then we were supposed to have the episode Monday. But then my, my wife got sick. So <clears throat> I wanted to be around if she needed me for anything. So. Okay. Yeah. Feedback. I had it called up. We got an email from Idaho Jake. Which says, hey guys, I got a new phone, the Pixel 4 XL, and so far I'm liking it. I tried to play Moonlight Moonlighter, but I don't get it. I think I'm trading it for Kingdom Hearts 3. Also, I might have to quit on Indivisible. <coughs> Excuse me, if I can't get past the level I'm on. Well, that's it for me, so have a great night. Uh, Jake actually messaged me, messaged me and asked if it's okay to switch games. And I said, absolutely, because I'm probably going to do the same. Uh, obviously not with Ori in the Blind Forest and um, Children of Morta. But I think Greedfall, well, I might switch out from Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, but I haven't quite decided. Um, I haven't gotten to those games yet, so I'm not going to worry about it. And I, I, I really don't know if I'm going to get to... Uh, metro exodus i'm not sure i might have to switch that one too oh dan i know well like you like i said you know animal crossing is coming out a week from friday uh i'll have children more to beat pretty soon here or in blind forest is probably not going to be too bad either but the problem is is uh metro exodus i play on my computer and when i come down here to play games on my computer i usually end up playing fortnite so (laughs) addicted to fortnite yeah i love it it's so good but uh so that's it uh pixel 4 xl i i'm still i have the pixel 3 xl and i very much like it i would i wanted to wait for the pixel 4 xl but i wasn't what i know but i was impatient so i got the pixel 3 xl uh pixel 4 xl i'm jealous of the cameras uh moonlighter moonlighter is a game i will play at some point that's uh another indie game that seems like it's right up our alley so kingdom hearts 3 we didn't love but you might end up liking it jake i'm not i'm not gonna steer you away from that one so i still want to give that another go to be honest yeah yeah i wouldn't mind all right um so jake is the winner Job, Jake. Random number generator. <coughs> Excuse me. Gosh. Um. And I did send out J- Jake's games from last time. Let's just hope. Okay, here we go. That is working. Oh, I can um, turn that back on. There we go. Cat, you're getting into trouble. <laughs> All right. So, Idaho Jake. Game one. Let's go. Game number one, Dan, is going to be number 87. 87. Oh, of course it's gone. Hmm. 44. 
44 is Ernog Earn Limited. Ernog Earn Limited. Okay. <clears throat> Game two. 17. 17. <clears throat> 17 is Coin Crypt. Okay, game three. 19. Wow, 19. 19 is Screen Cheat. I don't really know anything about these games. No, yeah, this is quite the list. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is scraping the bottom of the barrel. Ugh, 117. 117. There's some decent games left on here. Bit Trip Runner. There's one of them. Okay. And last game. 116. Wow. 116 is gone. 26. 26. Gone. Seven. Seven. Gunmetal Acadia Zero. Woo! Gun. Heavy hitters in that metal list. Metal Acadia Zero. All right, so your choices, Jake, are Ernog Earn Limited, Coin Crypt, Screen Cheat, Bit Trip Runner, and Gunmetal Acadia Zero. So let us know what you want, and I will get that out to you as soon as possible. Uh, next week, he's, we don't have an idea for an episode, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I got nothing right now. Yeah, I'm thinking possibly if I get the opportunity to play it, that we might do the, the Warzone thing, the okay. Call of Duty Warzone. If I get the opportunity to play it, I know Eric expressed interest in playing it. So, um, if I can get him to, uh, if we do that, I'll play it too. Okay. Yeah. Um, make it a point. Yeah, so that that's an option. Uh, outside of that, we're not sure, but it'll be Wednesday or Thursday. Not one hundred percent sure on that either. We'll we'll keep you posted. I will try my best to keep people posted on on social media. I haven't been great about that, I know, but uh, <clears throat> yeah. Also, stay tuned after the outro because uh, me and Will are going to do uh, Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Fates, Golden Deer. Uh, spoiler cast so uh yeah stay tuned after the outro for that right absolutely i'm excited um so yeah that'll do it for episode 447 of the thumbstick athletes podcast i'm your host dan i'm will thanks for listening and get out of my basement And we're back. So I mistakenly said before the break that we were going to be talking about Fire Emblem Fates. Uh, I'm an idiot, and I knew I was like I was gonna. I knew that was going to happen. Fire Emblem Three Houses, obviously, is the Golden Deer playthrough that we're going to be talking about. Uh, how it ends up? Some spoilers. Uh, Will get us started. You played this most recently. I'm, I'm trying to recall some of the stuff that happened. I remember. I remember a lot of it, but uh, I will definitely need my my memory jog. So. Uh, let's talk about the Golden Deer. Post yes. post time skip, I guess, right? Because that's really where the the where game. the where the game deviates. 
Yeah, 100%. So <clears throat> I will say the story for Golden Deer is very, very interesting. It's a lot less emotional because when I played the Black Eagle and Golden Deer, or not Golden Deer, Blue Lion playthroughs, they were very emotional in the way that Edelgard was very unfairly experimented on for two uh-huh. crests. And because of that and the church being tied to a lot of that sort of thing, like she had a very strong aversion to the church. So that kind of helped pave a lot of her her thinking because the crest system is like the caste system. And if you have crest, like you're more highly touted, the nobles have crest, it leads to a whole toxic society. So she mm-hmm. was really against that. So that was a whole crux to why she did what she wanted to do. Uh, Dimitri also went through a lot of stuff with um, his family getting murdered, uh, Edelgard not ever acknowledging his love, stuff like that. So those two routes were very emotional and doesn't really dive into the full story. It's more about them as characters and yeah. like what they're going through in their growth. Whereas the Golden Deer is like the story the main story of the game like you get a lot with claude but you get all of the backstory with the church and rhea uh nemesis like kind of the those who slither in the dark like you get all of that into this story which is extremely interesting to me because i was shocked how different and how much it deviated from the other two yeah and and do you think uh I think we kind of touched on this before, but it's because of Claude and and his interest in the dealings of the church that even any of this stuff was, was uncovered, you know? Right. Yeah. And what I really like about fire and love three houses is the three Lords, Edelgard, Dimitri and Claude give off a very different vibe than what they actually are. Yeah. Or a very different impression because you get Dimitri, you think he's going to be like the studious Lord who's very proper yada 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 dude goes bananas and loses his absolute mind edelgard it's same sort of thing like you think that she's this gonna be the next air ruler gonna keep everything status quo she's there to uproot literally the entire system uh claude takes over he's the one who's trying to figure out what's going on but he comes off kind of like you know a joker like a charmy kind of guy like oh like oh claude sort of thing how lovable but he's like smart trying to figure out what's going on like once the sort of the creator stuff starts happening in the golden deer route he's like this is weird and he starts investigating the heroes relics tomas the church Rhea. and during the second half of the game when Rhea was missing and even when Rhea was back claude's like we got to get answers from Rhea because all of this is just not right and yeah. not adding up and it's very interesting because that's like the only route that we get all of that we get all of the answers with Rhea. we destroy those who slither in the dark like it feels like yeah, that's that, like they're the, the true ol- story yeah they're the only ones that that even like because that that sort of that stuff is mentioned in the other playthroughs but it's it's never addressed it's yeah. it's just kind of swept under the rug you know but it gets it gets addressed and dealt with in 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 this version in, in the gold deer version and you know what like people who it's not fair for people to ask people to play all four routes in this game because that's like 200 plus hours of gameplay. That's not fair to ask people to do that. So I can see why they play one route and go like, what is this? Like, I don't even get a full story sort of thing, but I think the story is actually me being as dedicated to fire emblem as I am. Like that's the brilliant aspect of the story is how 
much you get from the different aspects of it to get the complete story. And some people can say it's a cop-out, and I get that. Like, I think that's a fine. You can think that as more than a, a valid opinion. But I think that's, for me, in this game, what makes the game so, like, brilliantly written with yeah. just how much they kind of vary. I know the church route apparently is very similar to the Golden Deer, but so is, like, the Blue Lions and Black Eagles. Like, they're kind of tied similarly to each other whereas the golden deer and the church routes are kind of similar so i kind of see what they were doing with that and i find that like just really interesting and in how everything kind of comes together and i don't know about you dan but i really liked the nemesis fight at the end where you're fighting yeah. the the 10 nobles or whatever yeah. at the end and it's like mimicking the battle of um, talatine yeah. where Rhea fought uh nemesis like yeah. i thought that was really cool yeah yeah, yeah. Th then there's the the one battle too with the uh the, with the dubstep music that really steps out of the fire emblem that was bizarre uh, other yeah i the first time i played that i'm like what did i am i playing a different game what's that what's happening here yeah i was playing it and my roommates were actually <laughs> watching and they're like is that dubstep and i was like so i turned the music up and i'm like yeah that is dubstep what yeah. <laughs> like what is this yeah. um so that was a little bizarre, but I did like that you kind of you went after those who slid in the dark and Hubert prepared for everything, you know, right. by being like, well, just in case Raya does die, even though I don't think that's going to happen. Like, this is what's going on. And I actually read something that I really thought was interesting because I watched on YouTube. There was an hour long um, video on the Fire Emblem Three Houses story that I thought was incredibly interesting um, that I, I ran through all of the stories and I read something that I thought was a really good comment to bring to this. So it's talking about the different, uh, like to do Hubert and Hilda, because they're the three, um, not sub lords, but like the retainers that follow the, the lords of each house. Yep. And it was really interesting did do Hubert and Hilda all represent the flawed aspects of their respected uh, leaders and societies and how they can't meet the leads of the different leaders? So, like, Hubert is a borderline sociopath who can't offer Aelgard any emotional support uh -huh. that she needs, but Byleth gives her that. Did do lives only to serve Dimitri and everything he says, so regardless of the consequences, he's just going to listen and can't disagree with him and help him along you know, fighting the demons that he has, but Byleth can do that. Uh -huh. And Hilda is so entrenched in the status quo of Fulbin that she can't grasp what Claude is even trying to do for most of the time. Uh, the only difference is Claude doesn't need Hilda to try and accomplish those goals because he's capable of doing that on his own. Yeah. Byleth is there to just kind of help out. Yeah. Whereas Edelgard, Dimitri completely lose everything and lose all sight of what's going on without Byleth because yeah. their retainers aren't, good to help them out right which thing that i never really noticed with that because like yeah, yeah i never would have thought of that either edelgard does <laughs> lean on byleth when he's there or she's there because hubert's kind of a sociopath <laughs> to do doesn't really help dimitri with anything because he's so loyal because he helped him out yeah so it's like oh yeah that's a really good point and like claude's the only leader that's not crazy yeah yeah that's a good point so um, I really love the Golden Deer route. And you know what? I said I wasn't going to do a church route, but I really think I'm going to. Yeah, just to see what happens. Yeah, I know it's similar, but I'm like, I'm cool with that. Like, whatever. I'm going to give it a little bit before I actually play it. But yeah, no, like, I think Three Houses is the best Fire Emblem game in the series. And I don't think it's close, really. And I've, re I've only played Awakening Fates and 
that's like really it. But like, man, I think three houses, I don't know. There's just so much to the game that I think it really has a lot of high points that. Yeah. Do you, do you think you're going to be able to do it though? When it, when it comes time to, to betray Edelgard, are you going to be able to do it? No, probably not. That's what I say too. Like I could play up to that point. Fine. And fully intend on, uh, siding with the church at that very moment. But will I ultimately be able to do that? I really don't think so. I really like, I think Edelgard's one of the more interesting characters to like kind of come out of Fire Emblem because really, like, she's controversial, man. Like, yeah. I don't know if the other Fire Emblem characters are that controversial on yeah. like what they're trying to do, but she is like, she kind of she does some messed up stuff to get what she wants, <laughs> yeah, and like, she does. you don't expect that. So, yeah, you in most games, you hate that, and some people still do. But some people are like, okay, I, you know, I can kind of see what, what, and I think you, you may even mentioned on the Fire Emblem Faith, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses subreddit, there was arguments about whether what Edelgard was doing was right, which you don't get that all that often in games. There's a handful of games that, that do that correctly, where you can have people on both sides of the aisle saying, no, this is wrong or, or yes, this was right. Yeah. And like <laughs> that kind of goes, that's a testament to how like, smartly written as a character Edelgard really is because yeah. if you think about it like no one's arguing about whether what Dimitri did was right I, I guess that's a bad example because the Dimitri's not a focal point for that but like for example like Robin or Crom, like no one's really talking about anything controversial that any of those characters did or anybody yeah. in Awakening did yeah they're, like, the, they're the good guys like it's the, that's just who, who it, they are you know it's black and white and I yeah. think where Three Houses shines is really there's no right path because they're all fighting for something similar it's just they're all doing about it different ways. Claude's a little bit deeper in the way that he's just trying to end, like, being mistreated. Whereas Edelgard... Like, honestly, Edelgard and Claude's objectives are fairly similar. It's just their measures and the ways that they were wanting to go about it are just so, total, like, polar opposite. Yeah. Like, Edelgard literally betrays an entire, an entire church that's been around for thousands and thousands of years. You know, like, Claude at least was using them to get a lot of info and a lot yeah. of resources out of to be able to get what he wants. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, like I really thought the game was amazing <clears throat> and you know what? It still hurts having to kill those students at the second half of the game. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's tough. Especially after you've played that house and you know yep. them like the, when, cause when I did the first Edelgard playthrough, like I didn't know them that well, but you know, now when I like, when I ultimately do my blue lions playthrough and I'm going against, uh, the the Black Eagles and Golden Deer characters that I've taken through an entire game with, like, that's going to hurt, you know? Yeah. I'm actually kind of considering only doing, when I do my church route, only using the Black Eagles students and, like, uh, using some of the teachers and, like, Flane and the DLC characters and not recruiting anybody just to go, like, maximum. Yeah. I kind of want to recruit Marianne because she doesn't... Re- uh, show up in the second half of the game because it's heavily implied that she actually kills herself, Ooh, yeah. which is a very dark story thing that they do. Yeah. Um, so like, I kind of want to recruit Marianne just to not lose her because yeah. I feel guilty. Yeah. Because <laughs> characters like Marianne and Lorenz, like I didn't really think much of playing through the other couple times, but like loved when I did the Golden Deer yeah. and getting to know them. Like I thought they were fantastic characters. Like Lawrence grows on you so much. Yeah, he does. Like he's not what you think he is. Like no. by the end, so um yeah like i i thought it was a fantastic like i was really into the second half of that game for this this run because i thought it was so cool yeah um i did beeline it though towards the end because my character is like 
are were high enough level, had mastered the skills that they want, were the classes that they wanted. So like I really didn't need to work on doing uh, experience battles or recruiting anybody or raising skills. So I just kind of like beelined it a second half of the game. So yeah. I think I'm around 200 hours now played for the three wow. stories. Nice. One more to go. Yeah. So. Okay. Any other thoughts? Yeah. No, fantastic game. I still, I do not regret giving three houses my game of the year last year. I think the <clears> game's <throat> amazing. Yeah. And talking about it now is making me want to revisit it. Of course. <clears throat> Game goes deep. It really does. Like, impressed with it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, hopefully, we can do one of these two after I ultimately complete my Blue Lions playthrough, and we can get a little more in depth about that and rehash some stuff. But oh yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening, everyone.